Another episode of Primal Athletics Radio. Um, we're glad to have you guys back on. We are gearing up here for the CrossFit Open coming up in about a month and a half now, and we're super excited. So again, if if any of our members haven't signed up, let's let's get on that and start preparing for the CrossFit Open. One topic we did want to touch on today, uh, just kind of given some conversations we've been having in the community, and something that um, we regularly talk about in terms of how we kind of deal with. Um, separate athletes and different members is how we can reconcile the CrossFit methodology with uh, age. And um, basically where this kind of stemmed from was a conversation with a member about, you know, how can I still hit my relative intensity as I get older and as I might be, um, you know, maybe slightly more prone to injury, or I might feel like I don't have that push as much as when I was younger. Um, So just, just going to touch on you know, masters athletes and how we can safely and effectively continue training with the CrossFit methodology, um, even into our later years of life. I'll pitch it over to coach Eric. Yeah, I thought it would be a good idea. Just go over super fundamental, basic, obvious stuff, but not necessarily something that we, um, think about in the gym, um, as we get older. So, this is just like a simple concept of like how we improve our fitness. And we, we teach us on day one and element or day two and element. Um, so if this was a graph and you had your fitness over time, we want to improve that trajectory. I don't know if you guys can see that, but yeah. Um, so yeah. So they want to improve our fitness over time. So scenario, you come in, your fitness is here, and then what happens is you work out and your performance would drop immediately after, right? Because your body's broken down, you've used up your energy stores. Um, and so, and then over the next 24 to 48 hours, you recover, and now your fitness level is here. Then you work out again, drops then you recover over the next 24, 40 hours, et cetera. So that's kind of how the, how we progress with our fitness. And so as you get older, um, what happens is your recovery isn't going to get as, isn't going to be as good. And so you have to make sure that your workouts, you know, that we'll call it like strain for those of you that have a whoop. Um, that's how they, that's how they deem it. But we want to make sure that strain or your workouts don't, um, aren't so, aren't so intense or so much volume, um, or beat up your body so much that you can't recover from it. So like a mass, you know, um, to zoom in there, um, you know, a master's athlete or an older, as we get older, our recovery isn't going to be quite as fast. So it's going to be less of a, less of a recovery. And so that means our workouts have to be a little bit less. So, it's a very like simple, obvious concept, but it's sometimes it's hard to wrap, wrap your head around it or, you know, our egos get in the way or we want to be young, but it's, it comes down to the fact that 
you can't fight it. Everybody gets older and, uh, we get closer to decrepitude and we can't, uh, we can't fight it, um, a hundred percent, but we can be smart about it. So, um, so that's kind of just a simple concept, but, um, kind of, it could be a shift in, in the way people think about it as you get older. So, um, so I guess like what that means is how do we make our workouts less, less strained so that we can recover from them. And the big ones are intensity. Maybe not, you don't want to work out every single day to your max intensity. Um, you don't want to work out for five hours every day as we get older. We want to decrease that, um, volume. And then the third piece, um, I forget what I was going to say the third one, but, um, yeah, just maybe less often. So if you, if you work out five times, six times a day, when you're younger, maybe go to four or something like that. Um, and also we want to spend our time on other things. So if we're, if we're not pushing the intensity, you know, five days a week, maybe we're just doing one, one day we pick to push really hard, um, as we get older. Um, or maybe we take that six day off and focus it on other things like recovery, mobility, skill work, that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Go, go ahead. Right. <laughs> I'll take it here. Um, in terms of just like how we maybe approach our training as we get older, um, and specifically for masters athletes, I think it's just, you know, trying to be more methodical and well, kind of what the point Eric's getting to is you might need to have more of a plan. Like you can kind of train with a little bit of reckless abandon when you're younger and recover and be okay and make great gains. Um, but the older you get, the more methodical we have to be about making sure we're scheduling rest days, making sure we're getting adequate sleep, nutrition, hydration, um, making sure that we're only really pushing that edge, you know, every once in a while, we're not doing it every workout. And those are all, those are all things that can just be part of our, um, you know, method of approach with training. And maybe we, we try to lay out a plan of, you know, once a week this day, I'm going to really hammer it. But the other three or four days, I'm going to have a different focus. I'm not going to focus so much on my performance or my score or how much weight I'm moving. I'm going to focus on mechanics or I'm going to focus on, um, you know, pacing, or I'm going to focus on breathing. And this is kind of synonymous for everybody though. Like it doesn't just have to be for masters though. It is definitely more important for them, but all athletes can choose a, a different focus from time to time. It's not always performance-based and we don't always want you to only be thinking about your score at the end of the wad. Um, there are things that we can shift our focus to that are going to make us better athletes and give us long-term success. Um, like I said, specifically mechanics, of, are we moving efficiently and safely? Are we moving with um, good fundamental technique? Um, and then, you know, kind of just strategy stuff. Maybe you're not able to push the intensity or the volume one day because you're feeling a little beat up. That's a good day to work on pacing or to work on skill development. There's a lot of ways that you can still continue to make progress as a CrossFitter without necessarily always um, placing your focus on the intensity of the workout. That is a big piece of what we do, but it's not the only piece of what we do. Yeah. yeah what, I was yeah, Zach, what, what were you going to say? I cut you off there. No, it's okay. Uh, I was just going to touch on uh, kind of what Eric, explaining what Eric said of re increasing our recovery time. I do want to define recovery. We don't just mean you should work out less and then sit around more. 
um, during those recovery times, we need to really make a, a conscious effort to still move around, but take care of our body, less impact, less high intensity, doing things like yoga, stretching, going for bike rides, swimming, hiking, maybe taking up some new hobbies. Uh, where we're still moving. We're still uh, being active, but maybe that impact is a lot lower. Maybe like Eric said, if you're used to working out five, six days a week in the gym with heavy lifting, high intensity exercise, but now things are starting to kind of break down a little bit, recovery take a little longer. We sub in one or two of those days of something low impact of biking, hiking, swimming, walking, uh, doing some yoga, uh, mixing it up, still staying active. We don't want to uh, become more sedentary by any means, uh, but those those activities should maybe switch pace a little bit where we're taking a little less strain off our body, where we're still moving, still burning calories, but we can kind of recover a little quicker and we're feeling better at the end of the day. So uh, I just wanted to make sure we define recovery as not just taking more days sitting on the couch, um, but getting out there, still using your exercise or using your fitness and maybe picking up some new hobbies while you do it too. Yeah. And, and you can use your workouts as almost a recovery too. Like if you come into the, you're tired and it's, um, you know, squat day or something, um, there's nothing wrong with doing really light squats with pauses and not really pushing it at all and just moving. Um, that can be a good, a good recovery day, um, or at least a lower impact day. Um, so thinking about the goal of the workout might not be your score. It might be to move really well. Um, and then the second part, um, of that is, and this is really for everybody, but thinking about risk versus reward with movement. So as you get older, there are specific movements that have, you know, a higher risk. So if you come in to the gym and you're, you know, 55, 60 years old and you have poor shoulder mobility, um, doing squat snatch with a barbell, um, the strength and the, uh, mechanics and the, the benefits of doing a squat snatch aren't going to, aren't going to really, um, pay off, um, in the long run, right? Because you can get that similar stimulus with like a, like a, like double, um, like you could use two dumbbells and do hang dumbbell snatches or something. But the point is like, if, if you're, it's going to be really hard to improve your mobility. And so, you know, a, do you want to spend that extra two hours a day or an hour a day improving your shoulder mobility just so that you can, can do a squat snatch? Um, is doing a squat snatch important to you, you know, so stubbing out movements, getting with the coach, making sure um, that you have the mindset that, Hey, if it's squat snatch day, maybe I'll do dumbbells, dumbbell snatches or something, you know, so um, subbing out movements. And that really goes for everybody, not just older people, but when you're, when you're younger, if you have shoulder issues or whatever, think about the risk versus reward. And also, you know, handstand pushups is another one. Um, if you don't have the, the strength to, to do a strict handstand pushup, um, especially as you get older, like, do we want to put that pressure on our neck? Um, if we're not doing them right, if we're come crashing down, um, and then pistols are another one, like, are we, do we want to put that much, you know, torque on the knee as we get older? Um, you know, what are the risks versus rewards? So if you're like a competitive CrossFit masters athlete, then, you know, that's, that's one thing, but coming into the gym, um, just trying to stay fit and healthy. Um, don't be afraid to get with your coach to modify 
the movements just because, you know, those movements um, might not be worth the risk, you know. And there's, there's many ways to skin a cat, right? There's, um, like Eric said, there's a lot of different ways to achieve the same stimulus. Like that's the whole kind of foundation of scaling and why CrossFit is accessible to everybody, um, regardless of age, regardless of competence or fitness level or skill. Um, there's a way to get what we want out of uh, the wad or the movements, even if it's not the same exact thing the person in the lane next to you is doing. and I think it, a lot of it also comes down to um, you being open to ask a coach because guaranteed, you know, any of our facilities, at least there's always going to be a coach that's going to have answers for you. If you're like, Hey, this doesn't feel right. What else could I do that, that kind of retains the workout or that doesn't, it's not a whole different movement. Um, and a lot of that is just, you know, being okay with, with changing things up and doing a version of, of a movement or a workout that fits your goals and that, um, like Eric's saying, it, it's going to give you some reward and, and have a lower risk. Um, another part of this conversation that, that kind of, um, I guess springboarded the whole, the whole idea of doing an episode on masters athlete was, um, I was asked, you know, as I get older, I know that intensity is a big part of CrossFit programming. Should I do more volume and less intensity. Is that a good way for me to keep progressing? And I don't think the answer is super straightforward, but basically what I, what I said was you can still get your relative intensity and you don't necessarily need to hammer a bunch of volume to still get the benefits of CrossFit. Um, and that kind of speaks to a, an even, even bigger theme or issue in terms of how we view intensity. Um, and one clear example would be say that I'm doing Fran in class next to a master's athlete and I do Fran and I finish in two minutes and 20 seconds and I'm absolutely floored. And the person next to me does a variation of Fran. They do maybe ring rows and uh, empty barbell thrusters and it takes them four or five minutes. Just because I went faster and I went heavier or did different movements doesn't mean that I was necessarily working at a higher intensity. I was working at my relative intensity and they were working at their relative intensity. Um, so just in terms of like how we think about intensity in general, you can still get a very good, in, uh, stimulus of intensity, a, a good dose of intensity, even if it's not, you know, fast or heavy compared to the other people in class, because it's all relative to the individual and where their level of fitness is at. And a lot of that, um, has to do with, you know, age, as we get older, that relative intensity is going to change. And we just have to kind of be aware of it and be okay with it. And sometimes uh, maybe let go a little bit of, of the ego and be cool with, um, you know, doing our version of the workout and getting our benefit from it. Not necessarily worrying about, uh, you know, the fast time in class or the heavy barbell in class. Yeah, that's definitely true. What do you guys think about like volume versus intensity? Do you think that's a reasonable claim? You know, maybe as somebody gets older, they want to take on more volume and less intensity or is, is there other ways around that? I think the, so intensity can be a way to limit the impact on your body. Uh, and so you don't want to like, you don't want to just, uh, spend, you know, f so basically, you know, volume, if you looked at running, right. So if we were, uh, yeah, running is a good example. If you had a, someone that was worried about intensity, you know, if you did an all out hundred 
meter sprint or 50 yard dash, right? That's like pure as fast as you can. Um, the risk of, you know, maybe tweaking a hamstring or something like that is a little bit higher. Um, but then also if you were like, oh, I'm actually just going to run a marathon really slow every day, that's also a higher risk of injury, right? So we want to find that, that good balance of like maybe run like some 400s at a, 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 a pace that's going to be, you know, pretty uncomfortable for you, but it's not, we're not going to risk pulling a hamstring, but we're also not putting the strain of like high volume on our body. So I think, I think intensity and volume, um, can be, you know, the, the intensity can, can, um, be beneficial, but it also, if you, if you overdo it, it can, it cannot be as, as you get older. So that would kind of be my, my take on it. Yeah. I think like Tyler, Tyler said, it's not a black and white answer because everyone is going to be in a different situation too, but we need to make sure we don't just want to say, okay, I'm getting a little older now. I need to get rid of intensity and, and just work on high volume because as, then we're kind of, we're getting rid of the point of CrossFit, right? I mean, before CrossFit came along, you were, you were one or two things. You were a long distance runner, you were a weightlifter, which varies obviously with intensities and, and volumes. And there was no crossover in between. And our goal here is to, to, to train across broad domains, right? We want to make sure we're working our aerobic capacity or anaerobic capacity. We're working weightlifting, cardio. So if we just decide, hey, I'm getting older, I'm just going to fall into one domain again. Uh, and that's just going to be, say, long distance running. Then we're really missing out on a lot there. And again, we do maybe fall ourselves into some more risk for injury with high impact of, of long distance running. That's just one example, but uh, I don't think the answer is necessarily I'm getting older. I need to just do high volume now. So, and again, it'll be a case by case scenario. Um, we want to make sure you're picking some options where you are going to limit injuries as well, but a mixture of the two, finding the combination that's going to work well for you, where we still are tapping into some intensity from time to time. Maybe the frequency of that intensity is a lot less than what it used to be when you were younger. Um, but we don't just want to fall into one, one style of training because we, we lose out on everything else that we're, we've worked so hard for over the years as well. Right. Yeah. We one. know, um, constantly varied functional movements executed at relative high intensity is the best way to increase your longevity. Um, and so you don't want to lose that. You just uh, focus on relative high intensity and then focus on, you know, risk versus reward with specific. And, um, I think, and that, that's going to be the best, best target for most people that are coming in here that just want to have a, you know, healthy fit body that, you know, lasts them, lasts them as long as possible. Mm. And uh, I think it comes down to two, you, you got to have a tough conversation with yourself and maybe you've been an athlete your whole life and you just turned 40 years old and recovery isn't happening as fast as it used to when you were 20 and maybe the weights are going down a little bit and the intensity is not there. And you got to have that tough conversation and, and kind of accept that, Hey, I'm not going to be able to push it the way I could 20 years ago. And that's okay. And you talk about that relative intensity. I gotta, I gotta find my new, my new relative intensity, my new hundred percent, my new 80%, my new 90%. Um, and talk to a coach too. We can help you help you find that. And, and we can still work into the, into those ranges. Um, but then also knowing, like you said, put that ego aside a bit and know, we're probably not gonna. We're probably not gonna hit that same intensity we did 20 years ago, and that's okay. It doesn't mean we're we're unhealthy now, um, but we also don't just want to fall into 
okay, I'm not as fit as I used to be, or I'm not recovering as fast as I used to be. So I'm just going to train this way now. We still want to use the same training styles, but maybe we modify movements or modify the intensity or the duration or, or the frequency. Um, but that doesn't mean we're not going to still get better every day. We're, we're, we're just training a little differently now. Yeah. One last uh, piece of that kind of original conversation that I thought was worthwhile to talk about. Um, part of the question was, as I get older, does it make sense to still lift heavy weights? And this kind of the same idea as like relative intensity, heavy weights is a relative term, right? So heavy for me, isn't heavy for everybody else and vice versa. Heavy Um, for Tyler is way heavy for everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate it. Um, Regardless, as we get older, we do know like this, what you said about, uh, you know, some people tend to fall into like that. I'm just going to do more volume or, or I'm going to start just running and do more conditioning or more cardio load bearing exercises, specifically compound movements are one of the best ways to retain, um, your bone density and retain your lean muscle mass as you get older, which is going to be like the biggest factor in you staying self-sufficient for as long as possible. So if you start to get older and start to get you know, less recovery and stuff. You don't have to necessarily train at, at maximal loads anymore, but you still, you shouldn't abandon load bearing exercises, specifically weightlifting, because those are the types of things that give your body, um, give your body the stimulus to retain muscle mass and to keep your bones, you know, thick and healthy. And as we get older, we naturally, um, you know, break down. And if we don't give our body that stimulus through axial loading and and putting load on our structure, then we're naturally just going to atrophy. We're going to lose muscle mass. Our bones are going to get really weak and that naturally happens, but you can delay that process. Um, the longer you go, you know, that being said, double-edged sword, there's probably not a huge need to train at maximal load, like to build to a true one rep max maybe isn't necessary for everybody as they get older. I think you should still train submaximal loads and you should get a lot of work in um, under load, but that doesn't necessarily mean like, Oh, I need to build to one rep uh, max back squat. And if that number doesn't look like it did 10 years ago, I'm going to be upset about it. Right. It's just kind of changing how we think about um, these types of things. Yeah. I mean, if anything, as we get older, we need to put a more, put more emphasis on weight bearing exercises. doesn't mean again, one rep maxing every time you come in the gym or or going to max effort. But when we look at injuries that happen to people as they get older, especially as we creep into our fifties and sixties, we look at injuries from falling, uh, brittle bones, breaking bones from falling. So we want to make sure that bone density is up. We are doing weight bearing exercises. We still have muscle mass on our bones too. So definitely still important, not something we want to get away from, um, but again, we had that conversation with ourselves, maybe the load doesn't need to be as much as it was 10, 15 years ago, or even five years ago. So, um, using your, your relative intensity again, and your relative load, but still making sure we don't get away from those weight bearing exercises, especially as we get older. Yeah. And I think it's, if say that's posted CrossFit total day or something, one rep max squat deadlift and press, there's nothing wrong with you coming up to the coach and saying, Hey, like I'm going to do sets of five today because I'm 60 years old and I don't necessarily need to find my one at max. It's not, that's going to be, that would 
that would put a smile on a, on a coach's face. And in the same way, you know, like if the coach comes up to you and is like, Hey, you're really old now, let's not wonder at max. <laughs> that would also be fine. So, um, you know, use, use this group personal training that we do CrossFit to, to adjust and, and, uh, and don't, you know, don't be afraid to change things a little bit for you. Um, but just get with a coach because um, that's what we're here for to make sure that you're, you're making smart adjustments, not just adjustments for the sake of adjustments. And, and there's certainly going to be athletes out there who want to still, you know, get after it for lack of a better term, as they get older, they still want to test, Hey, I want to see how heavy I can do on this movement. And who are we to necessarily stop them? If their technique looks good, if they're safe movers, then by all means, um, you know, you can test out your top end strength, but, um, we're, we're, we're kind of getting to the, to the, um, point of this is that it's not always necessary as we're getting older. Um, and those things kind of tie back to Eric's risk versus reward, right? Is it, is the risk versus the reward worth it for me to do this particular exercise at this particular weight? And that's just something we need to be more conscious of the older we get. Um, and, you know, kind of to bring this back to the CrossFit open, um, which we're getting towards, I think it is the great opportunity for all of us, masters, athletes, RX athletes, scaled, adaptive, it's a good opportunity for all of us to kind of test out where we are. Um, and maybe we don't go into it with a competitive mindset, but it's a, it's a good thing to partake in. And we really encourage you guys to do it um, specifically because it's, it's a big part of the CrossFit community and it's fun and it's enjoyable and you're going to end up doing the wads anyway in class. Um, so we would appreciate if you guys, um, you know, get online, sign up, at crossfitgames.com get yourself registered for the open um, and then we can kind of test out some of these things we're talking about yeah i think a good mindset going into this year's open too is obviously 2020 was kind of a wash for a lot of people in regards to fitness um we were closed down for a while a lot of people had to stay home for a bit maybe they got some home workouts in but it wasn't the same as being at the gym but now you're back in it again use this as a time to, to set a new baseline to see where we're at um don't be too hard on yourselves comparing it to years past when you're in the gym five days a week for eight months at a time. Um, use this as a, a nice kind of reset button. Let's set a baseline. Let's see where we're at. Let's see where that relative intensity is at for you right now. Uh, and then we got some goals to shoot for. Uh, we got some things we, we can find out we need to work on. Uh, and then next year when we do this, maybe you're 10 times better again. So um, I'm going into that myself personally as kind of my, this is my reset button. Let's see where I'm at fitness-wise, and then make some goals from there to, to improve off of. Well, we appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, feel free to shoot us some messages on content you'd like to see or any subjects that we haven't touched on yet. And we'll see you guys next episode.